Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast, a space where we will be revealing what is it that is getting in the way of our potential as human beings, as a species, diving into a deep inquiry into body-mind consciousness, our way of being on the planet today, and our current relationship with our reality and with reality itself. My name is Nikki Clinch. I am your host. I will be sharing the science, research, and evidence, and coming into this podcast from the paradigm of ontology, looking at why you are the way you are, not as a you problem, but looking at it from the context of a human problem. This is not about you. This is about being human. My intention is that in this podcast, you will discover so many blind spots that are running you and your life and how reality is unfolding and that you can start to experience yourself as part of the human species rather than just an individual stuck in a story trying to solve your own problems. This is the time now on our planet to remember and embody and realize our infinite potential as a species. If you wanna dive even deeper beyond this podcast, you can download our 21 days of expansion, 21 powerful body-mind ontological activations, meditations for you to be able to work with your own rewiring and neural pathways to be able to create a fundamental shift in how you experience yourself, how you experience your reality and the way in which you are a co-creator in the world that you are getting. So just hit the link below to download 21 days and that can be yours starting now. But for now, let's dive into this podcast, The Infinite Potential of Being Human. I am so excited for you to explore and inquire and receive all the teachings and richness and education of the episodes ahead. Thank you so much. I'm Nikki Clinch. I'm delighted to be here with you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast. My name is Nikki Clinch, and I am your host. I am going to dive into a topic today that I think is really juicy. And I say juicy because I think it's actually something that we as human beings find really hard to let in and to live by. But actually, it is such an important distinction and relationship to not only understand, but to take on and to take ownership for, because it really is the gateway to our immense levels of power as a species. So today I want to speak about the alchemy of the body, the alchemy of the human body. Now I know that I did an episode already at the beginning, the body, the mind, and the identity, which is really, really important that you guys go back and refer to and listen to. But today I want to specifically get really meaty about the the human body. You know, we are unique in the fact that we have this human body. We have this matter that is very much part of how we function and live in the world. Often the relationship that we have with this matter 
some people may say this piece of meat, is really that it's just mechanical. It's just physical. There's an element of our body that is really just this physical piece of matter that we have and that we need to move around and deal with and judge, not judge, be in relationship with or ignore, that really that's the level that we're in any kind of relationship with this piece of matter that we have. But that is so limiting and it's also very surface level and it's and it's keeping us stuck and blocked. That in fact it is because we have a body that we have access to a whole nother level of alchemy that would invite us and step us into a whole nother way of being human. It would be part of the evolution of, of being a human being. And maybe that's where we are right now. Maybe we are in a time right now. And I say maybe because I can't give you proof and I can't guarantee it, but it is certainly what I think. But maybe we are at a time where human being itself is in a process of evolution. And we need to evolve because if we don't, are we even going to make it? Seriously, that's a heavy question, but it's a valuable and important question to be asking. Whoever we've been being as a species has gotten us here, and look at the mess we're in, guys, that there is a bigger invitation right now holding space for our evolution, not just our evolution as individuals in our in our levels of consciousness, but the evolution of us as an actual species, as a human being. I heard a teacher say to me once, there is a new kind of human being arriving on the planet, maybe in the next generations that, that are, have arrived, but also in the generations that are here, that there is a phase of evolution happening, not just on a consciousness awareness level, but on a cellular level. Whew, I just got shivers because that excites me. And really that's where I want to dive into today because there is this kind of pre- there's this misconception and misunderstanding, particularly in the spiritual world, that our human body is in fact the piece that is keeping us stuck in the lower way, lower vibrations, lower fields, in a limited way of living. That in fact our evolution of consciousness and to, to reach spiritual heightened dimensions and realms, we need to somehow leave the body in order to reach these higher realms. But it is because of the body, and this is what I want to say in this episode, it is actually because of the body that we have access, access that we have yet to embody, but we have access to an entire world of possibility and alchemy in creating our reality. It's not in spite of the body, but because of it. And that's what I want to talk about today. 
In the incredible book by Brazel van de Kolk, The Body Keeps the Score, he speaks about how the history is, our history is literally frozen and stored in the cells of our body. That is absolutely accurate. Every single experience that you and I and we have ever been through, lived through, had, is frozen in the cells of our body, particularly the experiences that were unprocessed and that we were unconscious about, because the body and the mind are not separate. In fact, you cannot separate the body and the mind. The body and the mind are two sides of the same coin, and everything in the brain-mind is everything you've ever experienced and lived through and heard and seen, every single sensory input of information and data has been absorbed and stored in this incredible computer called your brain mind. And the brain mind and the body are intricately woven together in their function. So everything of your past is in your body. In fact, Every single piece, even what you don't consciously remember, is frozen in the cells of your body. Now let's take this one level deeper. If who we end up being having a sense of self as, if our entire identity and the one that we know ourselves to be, is shaped and given to us by the family field. And I speak about that in, the, in one of the earlier episodes, what, what shapes our personality and what shapes our, our identity and our relationship with intimacy. You should listen to all those episodes. That who we know ourselves to be is given to us and shaped by what we absorb of the family field. The two polarizing magnets, mother and father, I'll use that as an example for now, or representations of mother and father, then it's not what our parents do or say that shape who we end up being, but also what we end up absorbing, but it's who our parents are being that we end up absorbing, meaning what our parents are carrying in their body that then gives them their way of being is what we absorb and inherit in our own body. So much of the patterns of our mothers and our fathers, we find ourselves repeating on an experiential level. And of course, what much of the patterns of what they end up carrying, they also absorbed from the generations before. And such is why ancestral stories and trauma, generational trauma keeps repeating. Because the experiences of our history is absorbed and frozen in the human body on a cellular level, stored and frozen as tension in the muscles, in our muscles, in our cheek muscles, in our chest muscles, in our stomach muscles. If your mother had a gripping, tight stomach, because that was her way of dealing with deep levels of panic or shame. We will absorb and, and learn the same gripping tight stomach. If there's tension 
in the thighs, in the arms, in the, in the, in the face, we absorb and inherit, inherit the same field, tension, consciously or unconsciously. And of course, then this entire memory bank of absorbed experience, emotional and energetic field that is stored in the body, like the body is the most intricately accurate computer, the data bank, that then shapes everything about who we end up being. Did you know that every single action that we take is first led by an experience moving in the body? I don't know whether any of you have ever done any acting. I, I, I have. And I used to be in this method acting class. And of course, when you're an actor, you realize that there is no single action ever taken by a human being that isn't first led by a human experience. You don't just move the cup. Something that moves through your body drives you to move the cup. You don't just speak to your husband. Something that moves through your body drives you to say what you say in the tone that you say it, in the way that you say it. But most of this is so unconscious and mechanical. We think we just move the cup or we think that we just say what we say without real consciousness of what is moving through the body on a human experience level that drives us to move the cup, that drives us to say what we say, that drives us to, to have that certain tone in our voice, that drives us to speak how and where we speak from. So what is frozen and stored in the body is not just, you know, uh, interesting information. It's quite literally giving us our entire way of being. And much of this is unconscious to the human race. We normalize it so much that we think that this is just who I am. We confuse the experiences and the tension that lie in our body as just normal and who I am. And much of the self-development and healing world is about managing or soothing or sometimes even controlling the experiences that are frozen in the body that we are confusing as who we are. And there's nothing wrong with improving. There's nothing wrong with soothing. There's nothing wrong with managing. But let's not confuse any of that with actually being free. Our normalization to the experiential way of being that we know ourselves as is keeping us stuck in the identities of who we think we are, given by our past. In fact, every single time our nervous system shoots up the same amount of terror, our past is contaminating our present and we are confusing it with the way it is. 
And this is a really big piece because our way of being is 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 an alive experiential, I'm going to say amoeba, <laughs> which cannot be shifted or changed with understanding or information. There is no amount of understanding or information or knowing that will shift our experiential way of being. The only way to shift our experiential way of being is to bring consciousness to our way of being and then shift it from a body-mind experiential level. That's what we do with body-mind maturation, bringing consciousness to the entire way of being that you have normalized and just confused with who you are, bringing consciousness to the actual tension, the actual energy field, the actual emotions that you thought were just normal, that are actually being repeated and given to you mechanically by your past. And we just think that's who we are. And then that drives the actions we take. It drives the way we speak. It drives the words we use. It drives the food we eat. It drives the jobs we choose. It lives our entire world. The power of what creates our world is what lies in the body. You know, maturation, body-mind maturation, in a simple way of describing it, is is shifting your entire relationship with who you are being, shifting your entire consciousness and relationship to who you are being in your world because who you are being in your world is giving you your world and living your life. And no amount of mindset shifting and feeling your emotions and affirmations and management strategies will be able to shift it because all of that is on an understanding information and knowing level. So this is kind of a big deal. So let's dive into what is this relationship with the body-mind and our external reality. In a research piece called The Brain and Perception by Lois Eisenman, it's a research piece. It's from a, a, a journal, a science journal called Science Direct. And he's speaking about incoming sensory information, a research study about active information, how active information in the field of reality is received and then translated through the human design, through the human mechanism. And so what he speaks about in this research study is how all this information is moving through the field of reality. And the information could be anything from sound to movement to expression to what another person is communicating to the press to anything, literally everything and anything that's moving through reality, which is field it's an entire field of communication, that the moment that it hits a human brain or is absorbed into a human brain, it is automatically and mechanically, it fires off neurotransmitters in the human brain that 
automatically and mechanically recognize or finds anything remotely familiar to the field of information that is coming in and will automatically and mechanically fire off neurotransmitters of what is already stored in the memory bank, translating whatever is coming in as something that we already know in the memory bank, our past, and then that fires up the emotional and textural experience that's already stored in the memory bank, giving us the experience of an experience, giving us our past all over again. And then we confuse what floods our body as a human experience as what is happening now. Meaning, are we really taking in the active information in the field accurately? Or is the only thing that we are experiencing some kind of translation and repeat of what is already there stored in the memory bank and frozen in the body, which is our past. So your husband twitches his cheeks in a certain way because it's mechanical and he has no control over it. But the way that your brain recognizes the twitching, which is something remotely similar to what your stepfather used to do, and you had a difficult relationship with your stepfather, that automatically fires off neurotransmitters in your brain as stepfather experience, dangerous, not happy, unsafe, which then fires off the emotional and textual experiences into the human body, through the human body, which gives you the experience of being unsafe, being judged, whatever is identical to your dynamic and relationship with stepfather. But you don't realize that all of this has happened because it's mechanical and it happens in milliseconds, that you are now flooded with this experience and you think it's something to do with your husband and you and that flooding of the experience then mechanically and automatically leaves you to start holding your breath and creating having tension in your body language which then leads you to um speak words that come out of your mouth in a certain tone and move your body in a certain way and take action in a certain way oof this is living our life the past that's frozen in your body is living your life. It's living you. It's giving you you or who you think you are. This is not a small thing. What makes man? Does history make man or does man make history? Everything of our history is in the human body. And everything that is unconscious and stored in the human body unconsciously and as a blind spot will be driving your actions, your behaviors, your speech, and your way of being. And you'll confuse it with who you are. You'll confuse it with just the way that it is. And then you'll wonder why. Why am I not able to lead in a more powerful way? Why am I not able to 
manifest in a more powerful way? Why am I not? Why do I keep finding myself in the same arguments? Why do people keep get feeling confronted by me? Why does everybody find me difficult? Because we are unconscious to our way of being. We live in a world right now where self-evolution is available everywhere but we're using it as if we we need to learn more information and we need to know more. But knowing more and having more information does not give us any power to shift our way of being. And our way of being is what's giving us our whole frigging world. Let that land. And it's a blind spot. It's a blind spot. Lately, I've been having a lot of conversations with people who want to come into their body-mind maturation, particularly into our program, Listening to Life. And the most common thing that we're hearing is, but I've already done a lot of work on myself. I already know all this. Well, you may know all this, and yet it doesn't, your knowing of it doesn't seem to be giving you enough power to shift who you're being. And that's not a judgment. It's a blind spot. We genuinely believe that if we know the information, even if you listen to this podcast and you know it as information, knowing it as information is just interesting information, but it will not have the power to shift who you're being. That's where we have to actually do the work on a body-mind level experientially with consciousness, not just understanding and knowing. And it's also not sufficient enough just to have experiences. I know so many people that have had heightened experiences. They've gone into Peru and they've worked with ayahuasca. They've done psychedelics and they've had these profound experiences, including myself, where you experience yourself as who you really are beyond the body and everything, nothing. And it's like, wow, that's who I am. And then you come home and you remember it as information and you know it as information, but you still have to come home and be a human being with a body and live your life. Knowing it is not the same as being it. And we can only be what we know if we allow what we know to shift who we are being. And that can only happen on an experiential body-mind level. Reality, the reality that, that we are getting is being created by the information that is being emitted from who we're being. That's why people keep repeating patterns. I just had someone, a massive, massive publication. In fact, it's the the top health and wellness publication in the UK approach me. And they were saying, we have 60 million followers who read our newsletter. Every single one of these people are dedicated to taking their supplements, drinking their green juice, doing their yoga, being committed to their health and their well-being. And yet, what we are seeing is that people are still repeating the same old patterns and cycles because it doesn't matter what you do. 
What you do won't shift who you're being. It's only when we start to look at who we're being from an ontological paradigm, from a human being level context, that we can start to have a different relationship with what is even running us and living us that you are calling me. It is only through the body. Well, it's through the body-mind. You can't distinguish them. But it is through the experiences of our body-mind that are giving us our experience of life. And then we respond and react to our experience of life through behavior and choices and actions, which give us the limitations of our world. Life is responding to who you're being, not to what you say or do. I remember going to this satsang with Muji many, many years ago, and I'll never forget it. I remember when he, he took, there was a part of the satsang when he took questions from people and there was this woman and she put her hand up and she was so activated. She was really activated and she had her baby in her arms and she said, I'm just sick and tired of what this, what the leaders of this planet are doing to this planet. It's completely unfair. We need to change the systems and we need to blah, 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 blah. And she was just really going on about how things need to change on the planet. What she was saying was actually very accurate. But none of us could hear what she was saying because who she was being was speaking so loudly. Every single part of her was ex just emitting rage and reaction and fight and battle that Muji just called her up on the stage and you, you were just so conscious because she had a baby in her arms and she was just this writhing rage. And Muji just said to her, my dear, before you can have any power to change any of the things that you are speaking about, first you need to change yourself. First you need to look at how much rage you carry that is speaking through you. And she was so shocked because we are not conscious of who we're being. We focus on what we say and what we do, the facial expressions we make. We focus on who we present ourselves as, but are we really conscious of who we are being? It is what is in your body that is giving you who you're being. So it doesn't matter how much you learn and how much you know, until we are ready to actually look at who we're being and become responsible for who we're being and start shifting what lies in the body, become responsible for the history that lies in our body and shift it on a body-mind level, we will continually live blocking our power. I was reading this book called How Emotions Are Made by Lisa Feldman Barrett, an amazing book. You should go and read it. And she was sharing about this research study that they were doing, this scientific research study that they were doing on emotions. And they took a whole load of human beings. And what they discovered in the research was even though sadness or joy, 
or anger itself as an experience is collectively universal throughout the whole human species, meaning the textural quality and resonance of sadness is consistent and universal across the human species. What they discovered in their research study was that there wasn't a single human being that that sadness was expressed through in the same way as another human being. There wasn't a single blueprint of the expression of sadness the same as another, which means a universal collective emotion, the way in which it is expressed is unique to that human being through the tension that that human being holds in the muscles of their body, through the facial expressions they make, through the tone of their voice, through the way of being, which gives that human being their world because the world is responding to who they're being. So one person may express sadness in a really soft and open and liberating way that allows people around them to feel really moved and tender and connected to them, while another person will express sadness through tension and anger and gritting teeth and tight muscles, and they're wondering why the people around them isn't giving them any comfort. The world is responding to who we're being, not to what we're saying or doing. Everything in reality is responding to who we are being, not by what we're saying or doing. If we are not shifting our identity on a being level, we are not making fundamental enough shifts in our life. Now, one more piece I want to tackle. This misconception that the body itself is the problem to our spiritual evolution, to our ability to reach heightened states of consciousness. No, in fact, it is the opposite. It is because we have a body that we have the ability to access the most extraordinary amounts of power. It is because we are manifested into matter Everything, nothing, infinite field, field of consciousness is manifested into this 3D matter called body that we have the ability to quite literally allow life to move through this channel of matter and alchemize it into 3D form. So, as well as the body being the very problem, meaning it's carrying our history and we live as if it isn't, and whatever is in the body is giving you your way of being and who you're being, if we're ready to take it on and really become conscious and and in power and in ownership with the history that lies in our body so that we can start releasing it and dissolving it, in our maturation, maturing beyond the past, the body then accesses and becomes the space for infinite amounts of power. Life flows through body in infinite flow that then can create into matter. This is, this is our invitation. 
This is what I see with people that have been in their maturation and really committed in their maturation. Not only do they release so much of where the past has been stuck, that I literally watch their faces change in the work. Like, I, no kidding, I, I watch people's cheeks unfreeze and this life and softness and, and power starts to move. Their chests start to unfreeze and so much aliveness starts to move through them. And then simultaneously as releasing history from their way of being, they then start having more space for life to move through them and they start creating into 3D matter. Businesses, relationships, books, art, songs. We have so much potential. And it begins with us shifting our entire relationship to being a human being. All creation happens because of the body, not in spite of it. So I hope this episode has been powerful for you. Where have you been in relationship to your body? And I don't just mean like exercising it and eating well. Are you conscious and aware of the history and the past that continually tricks you into thinking it is your reality? And are you letting it give you your choices, limit the way that you get to be in the world? Are you conscious of who you are being, not what you say or do? That's a journaling prompt. Go and write about it in your journal and just let everything start to come through. If you really want to practice this, ask someone that you really trust. In fact, ask a co- ask someone that will hold you to account <laughs> how you occur and appear as your way of being because it may surprise you. It may be a very, very different, it may be very different to how you see yourself in your mind. Those of you who want to come and start shifting your way of being on a deep body-mind level, this is the work we do with you in listening to life and in our maturation mastermind and in body-mind maturation quite literally releasing and dissolving all that you are carrying in your body-mind that you are not. Physically releasing it on a cellular level so that you are not just managing it or controlling it or, or soothing it, but becoming free of it while simultaneously helping you access more power to the creation of your reality and world and who you're being in it. This is our power, the evolution of human being. So I hope that you found this episode useful. I love having these conversations and speaking on these topics with you. If you want to share any of your aha moments, please do write to us, support at nikkiclinch.com, or you can send us a DM on Instagram, or you can write a comment under the posts on Instagram. If you want to share this with people that you think it will serve, please do. This is for human beings. If you are human, this relates to you. If you love this podcast and it is helping you, 
please, please, please do head to Spotify and Apple and give us a star rating, preferably a five-star rating. And if you really want to support us, go to Apple and leave us a review. But the most important piece to support us is to spread this far and wide. Share it. Share it with anybody and everybody that you think that this would find help, serve, which they would find interesting, which would give them a listening to something that they've never heard before. Share it, please, because that is our best way of being able to impact this planet at the highest level. Thank you all so much for listening. I'll see you next week for the next episode. This is the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast. I am Nikki Clinch and I'm your host. Bye, everybody. That's it, folks. Thank you so much for listening to the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast with myself, Nikki Clinch, as your host. If you want to ensure that you experience a fundamental shift, not just in how you are living your life, but in who you are being in it, a paradigm shift in who you are being starting now, please download our 21 days of expansion activation process. 21 activations for 21 days of body, mind, ontological activations for you to be able to work with you both in the experiential aspects of your body and the wiring of your neural pathways in your mind. You can own this for the rest of your life and create that shift starting now. From this place, you can discover the infinite potential of being human and the aspects of the power and the aliveness that is waiting for you to discover it and realize it now. So download the link below to access your 21 days of expansion and let us know how those shifts start landing in your world. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast with Nikki Clinch. I will see you next week.